Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go over here to Psalm 89 today, and we want to deal with this subject of the frequency of joy. The frequency, and I don't mean frequency as in, uh, I guess I could, but what I'm trying to get across to you is that joy has a frequency. There is a sound to joy. There's a, a spiritual frequency that joy is on. Amen. Amen. And when we operate in joy, we begin to operate on a spiritual frequency that's guaranteed to get results. It's guaranteed to get results. Because I'm operating on this frequency of joy. Joy is not a good feeling. It's uh, not just, it's not even happiness. Joy is a force. And when we get on the frequency of joy, it changes things in the spirit realm. Now, joy, as we look at it, we're going to see its operation. In Psalm 89, verse 15, notice it says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, Lord, in the light of your countenance. In your name they will rejoice all day, and in your righteousness they will be exalted. For you are the glory of their strength, and in your favor our horn will be exalted. For the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. So notice, joy has a sound. Blessed are they that know the joyful sound. To know. The the word is to ascertain or to distinguish or to know it. It's the Hebrew word yada. It can be defined as being intimate, to know somebody intimately. But on, on this level, it's talking about those that can ascertain or those that can discern. It carries this concept of someone that has a musical ear. Someone that can note a a chord change. When you have somebody that can play instruments by ear, they can pick out that person is playing in the key of C, and then they play in the key of C or the chord of C, and each progressing change, they can pick it up because they know the sound. Right? Right? There are people that can pick a guitar up that's out of tune and and, and and have it in perfect tune. And you can put a tuner on it and it's exact. Because their ear is in tune with that frequency. Amen. Right? So joy has a sound. Blessed are they that know the joyful sound. Faith has a sound. Doubt has a sound. Fear has a sound. This is important. 
Because he said, the man or the woman is blessed that know the joyful sound. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see this? It's like if you come in and, and, and you go, hey, brother, are you joyful? Yeah. That's not a joyful sound. That's Eeyore Christianity. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm joyful considering. Considering what? Amen. Are you following me? But man, you come in, you ask somebody, are you joyful? Yes, praise God, hallelujah, I'm full of the joy of the Lord. Amen. Well, what if they're just putting on? It doesn't matter if they're putting on. They know that joy has a sound. Right? I mean, they know that joy has a sound. Have you ever given a child something for Christmas they didn't like? Anybody? I have. If you've had enough children, you, you have. You know, maybe the gift before, they're like, yeah, yeah, and they're showing everybody. And then they open the next one that they don't like, and they're like, oh, thanks. Right? On to the next one. Somewhere the sound left. And you know what happened in the room? Oh, you didn't like that? Oh, I like it. But it didn't bring joy. Right? Joy has a sound. Tell your neighbor, joy has a sound. Amen. So faith has a sound. Very often I've talked to people before and they say, well, pastor, I'm in faith. And I, no, no, you're not. Well, don't tell me I'm not in faith. You don't have the faith sound. What's the, what's the sound of faith? Joy and peace. If you're in faith, joy and peace is in believing. Doubt has a sound. It usually ends with a question mark. Can God? Will God? Has God? That's doubt. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm believing I'm healed. No, that's no. It, there's a sound. Hallelujah. Fear has a sound. Here it is. What am I going to do? What if this fails? What if? And how? That's, that's the sound of fear. And here's the problem with that. When you get over on those frequencies, you start picking up all the voices on those frequencies. Once you start speaking on the frequency of fear, you start hearing all the fear voices. Because you will look for the frequency that matches what you're doing. If you're afraid, you want to hear why you're afraid. Amen. There are people right now that can give you a hundred reasons why you ought to be worried, why you ought to be concerned, why you ought to be afraid. They can give you a hundred reasons because they're on the fear frequency. That's what they're tuned to. Amen. I was talking to my mother yesterday and she was talking to me about uh, one of our family members and how full of fear they are and that they just leave the news playing 24 hours a day. They just leave it going in their home. It's just a loop. And she said, I told them, my Lord, turn that thing off. It's filling you full of fear. And you know what they said? Oh, I know. 
Well, that's double dumb. Uh, uh, they don't ever watch me. That's, that's. Amen. Well, I don't want to be afraid, but yet all day that talking head is saying, be afraid, be very afraid, be afraid, be very afraid, because this could happen and that could happen and this could happen. How many times do they have to be wrong before we get off that frequency? You following me? There are people that are not going to believe everything's okay until they hear somebody on that frequency say it's okay. And they're not going to say it's okay until there's just astronomical, overwhelming proof that it's okay. I'm telling you this morning, it's okay. I'm telling you this morning, everything is turned. We've turned the curve, we've flattened the curve, we're squashing the curve, whatever you want to call it. I'm telling you something, God has made too many promises to His people, not just this church and this fellowship, the church universally. God has made too many promises about what's coming for it not to come to pass. And I'm telling you, we're on the verge of it. And if you will get on the joy frequency, you'll see what God's doing. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. (coughs) Thank you, Lord. So the result of this joyful sound is this. Number one, it says, they will walk in the light of your countenance. So the first result of walking in the joyful sound and knowing the joyful sound is walking in the light of God's countenance. That means living in His favor. When I know the joyful sound, God's countenance starts shining on me. God is not just looking for people of faith. He's looking for people of joy. He's looking for people that are excited. He's looking for people that know the joy frequency to do what? To show His favor to them. Amen. Glory to God. Eeyore doesn't get favor. Amen. Oh, don't talk about Eeyore. I mean, you know what I mean. Hallelujah. Joy attracts God. And they said they will walk in the light of His countenance. You know, that's an that's a, that's a illustration of being in someone's good graces. Of being in their favor. Because my countenance is good towards you. Because you're joyful. If you've ever been around somebody that's always joyful, you like to be around them. And you like to be with them. Amen. And your favor is towards them. Amen. Because they know the frequency of joy. The frequency of joy. Secondly, it says... uh, They'll walk in the light of your countenance... In your name they rejoice all day, and in your righteousness they will be exalted. So the second benefit is you'll be exalted. That word exalted, it means to rise or to raise 
or to be promoted or to have promotion. So when I get joyful, promotion's coming. When I get on the frequency of joy, God can raise me up. God can cause things that were low to begin to rise because I got on the joy frequency. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, how do I do that? You just start doing it. You just start being joyful. Amen. Thirdly, he said, For you are the glory of their strength. In your favor our horn will be exalted. Then he said, For the Lord is our defense. So the fourth thing is the Lord will be your defense. That means, that word defense means shield or buckler, protection, or he will be your armament. He will be an armed guard to you. When, when? When you get on the joy frequency. He's my shield. He's my buckler. He is my protection. He is my armed guard. When I get on the joy frequency. Amen. See, there's some mis... The, the church is mixed in its information. And it affects their joy. There's a lot of phrases that I've been hearing that I just refuse, I refuse to get into because they don't line up with Scripture. One of them is, well, uncertain times. My times are not uncertain. My times are not uncertain. If, if I had a little better response, I might believe yours aren't uncertain. My times are not uncertain. Tell your neighbor, my times are not uncertain. The Bible says in Isaiah that wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your days and His treasure will be the fear of the Lord. So when I know what God says, I have stability. There's nothing uncertain about my times. Amen. Nothing uncertain about my times. Here's another one. Well, this is the new normal. No, it's not. It's not normal. The Bible says that's not normal. Amen. Don't, don't get over there and start getting, in, getting the world's words into your mouth. It'll get you off the frequency of joy. Normal is what God's Word says is normal. That, that's what you've got to keep in your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, you know, what God meant for evil, or what the devil meant for evil, God will turn for good. What does that mean? Because if you're not careful, you'll give people the idea that God had something to do with what's going on. God had nothing to do with it. If it's stealing, killing, and destroying, it's the devil. And here's another one that we'll hear. Well, you know, this didn't catch God by surprise. What do you mean by that? Are you saying that God knew it was coming and did nothing? Because if that's what you're saying, then you're saying God was a party to it. Well, brother, it didn't catch him by surprise. It didn't catch him off guard. No, it didn't. And he was talking and telling people about it and preparing people about it. And there were people that just went on their happy way and didn't, right? 
The Lord told us at the beginning of this year there were going to be challenges that come. He said, you're going to have to stand on the Word and those that stand on the Word will see a result from the Word like they've never seen before. And we have seen it because we've stood on the Word of God. Amen. And then there's the infamous Scripture. We know all things work together for the good. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And you cannot quote Romans 8, 28 and not quote Romans 8, 26 and 27. Because the things that work together for our good are the things that we prayed in the Holy Spirit about and God is giving us revelation about it. This, whatever's going on in the world, is not working for anybody's good. That'll sap your joy. Amen. What's working for my good is the Word of God. What's working for my good is the Spirit of God. I'm an overcomer. I'm a champion. I am undefeatable. I cannot lose. I cannot lose anything because I'm on the joy frequency. Amen. Amen. See, you start mixing your information with the world and with religion, and you'll get off. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, this is the judgment of God. Well, what do you mean? If it's, if it's God's just indiscriminately judging? I mean, who's right? Well, you know, why did this come? I, I can tell you why a lot of doors were open for a lot of that happened. Number one, we've killed over 60 million babies. I'll say that one more time. We have murdered 60 million innocent children. And the book of Ezekiel said, the bloody man that wants blood, I'll give him blood. And secondly, we legalize, sanction, and protect homosexual marriage. Are y'all saved? We legalize, protect, and sanction homosexual marriage. And we, and we tell people that it's just another lifestyle, and it's just, you know, everybody loves somebody, and you can't help who you love that opens doors for things to come into into nations. And when you open doors, it ties God's hands. Amen. Amen. But isn't it interesting? Those of us in the faith camp, those of us in the household of faith, it hadn't touched us. We're blessed. We're healed. We're well. Why? Because our God is God. And we stay on the joy frequency. See, when you just start talking about God judged and God did this, and you don't bring about why it could have happened, and what doors were open, amen. Yeah, but pastor, we love everybody. I do, I love everybody. But abortion is still murder. It's still a sin. Homosexual marriage is still sinful. It's still an abomination in God's eyes. And there's pastors that won't preach that because they're scared. I'm telling you, it's, it, 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 it is what it is. 
Amen. Amen. And, 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 and when you start getting your signals mixed, doesn't mean God don't love people. Doesn't mean we don't love people. But it's, it, it, it's what it is. Amen. Amen. Mm. When we emit the joyful sound, we're announcing that our God is all of these things in our lives. And the joyful sound is the sound of victory. The joyful sound is the sound of victory. In uh, Psalm 118 and uh, verse 15. Notice that he says, The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The Amplified Bible says, The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents and the private dwellings of the uncompromisingly righteous. Amen. The Lord said to me, the voice of joy and rejoicing needs to be louder in your home. Amen. So notice he says, the voice of rejoicing and salvation are in the tents and the private dwellings of the uncompromisingly righteous. That word voice, it means sound, but it also means lightness or frivolity. Lightness. So joy, the sound of joy, has a lightness to it. It's it's like somebody that's being frivolous. You know, if you run into somebody that you believe is being frivolous with their money, it means they just spend it. They don't pay attention to it. They just there is a certain frivolity that's supposed to be in the life of the believer, and that's the sound of joy. A sound of lightness. Hallelujah. Do you see that? And he said, notice, he said that that's in the tents of the righteous. Amen. So the sound coming from the righteous is not, well, God will make a way. Right? That's not the sound coming from the righteous. The sound coming from the righteous is light. Hallelujah. That's the sound coming from the righteous. There's a lightness there. Ever what it may be. Glorifying God. The sound of joy and rejoicing needs to be louder in our home. Amen. In, in whatever area it needs to be. There, there needs to be this atmosphere of joy and rejoicing. Why? It's a lightness. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Rejoicing has a sound. And it's a light sound. It's a frivolous sound. It doesn't make sense to everybody else. Why, why do you got to be joyful about? Why are you rejoicing? Why are you joyful? Amen. Because I'm the righteous. Amen. And the sound of joy and rejoicing is to be found in my home. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Glory be to God. Hmm. Do you see this? Has a sound of light. Yeah, but with all that's going on in the world, more reason to be on the frequency of joy. Amen. Amen. Folks, listen to me. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you by the Spirit of God. But I'm just telling you on a natural level. Everything you're seeing is going to go away. It, it, right? Yes. One day, even those on the natural level are going to say, it's all gone. Yes. And if you wait to be joyful then, you won't be ready for what comes next. Because Jesus said in Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, He said there would be pestilences. Pestilence says, this is not the last thing that we're going to deal with on this earth. It's how you deal with it now that's going to determine how you deal with it in the future. Amen. 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 It is not faith, it is not godly to get joyful when there's no challenge. Right? right? Have you ever run into somebody and they're under pressure? Oh, oh. And you talk to them and they're, how you doing? Oh, man. Oh, everything. Oh. And they're just almost grinding their teeth. And then something will happen and the pressure will be taken away. And you see them in an hour or two hours of the next day and they're like, hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> right? Well, they're joyful, but why are they joyful? The pressure's gone. But what about when you look at somebody and you know they're under pressure and you know they're facing a challenge, but their joy and their rejoicing is still where it needs to be. It's still giving glory to God. See, it says something. They know something I don't know. Amen. There has to be this lightness, this frivolity. I kind of shudder in the season we're in. Not just at what I see in people, but what I can imagine parents are putting in their kids. The heaviness and the fear. You got little six, seven, eight-year-old kids walking around with fear-filled eyes because they've been fed so much garbage about fear and about you got to watch this and you can't touch nobody and don't let nobody breathe on you and don't get close. And so you got little kids that go to the extreme anyway and now they're worried and they're concerned and and they're going to be raised with that. Joy and lightness. I didn't say ignorance. Amen? I didn't say foolishness. Joy and lightness. Amen. Man, you're going to some, some hardware stores and everybody sees got a mask. And over the loudspeaker, please observe social distancing. Please observe social distancing. I'm not against physical distancing. I'm not against masks. I'm just trying to explain something to you. You walk into that environment and here's what tries to happen. Am I right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? Why? Because everybody in there is heavy. Everybody in there is watching you. Everybody in there is watching the person behind them. Amen. I'm not making fun of people. I'm just telling you. It produces this atmosphere of heaviness. And when you walk in and you're light and you're frivolous and you're full of joy and you're full of, you're full of, 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 of faith and no fear, man, people think you're weird. Yep. 
Amen. But that's in any time. Not just now, any time. Right? Because you're on the frequency of joy. Why are you joyful? Because you know God's got it. Amen. Glory to God. Am I helping you this morning? Notice Isaiah 61. Hallelujah. And, and I need you to really hear me when I say that. I'm, I'm not against any precautions that people take. I, I've been in places before and, 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 and needed to be there. And they say, well, well, we need you to put a mask on. Well, I don't have no problem with that. Because whether you wear a mask or not doesn't say anything about your faith. I need you to hear that. People say, well, I believe it does. Well, then you might handle snakes too. Amen. I don't have any, I don't have anything to prove. Amen. I, I I pull. You can see I pulled the seats apart. Do whatever we got to do. I don't have right. It it doesn't prove that I have greater faith because our seats are not six feet apart. Well, if you had faith, no, no, no. That's like saying if you had faith, you'd pick up that snake and believe it won't bite you. If you pick up a snake, it's liable to bite you. Faith or no faith? Right? Yeah, but I'm in faith. Well, I got some Drano. No, you're not going to drink Drano to prove you're in faith. Amen. (laughs) Well, I'm in faith. I'll shake your hand. Well, I'm in faith too. We'll fist bump. If that's right, it, 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 it's, that's not the issue. It's, it's how you approach it. If, if you're not shaking someone's hand because you're afraid, you got deeper problems than just a germ. Right? Or a virus. You got a fear issue. And the only way to get rid of fear is to get joyful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you, don't, if you don't want to shake hands, don't apologize to me. I'm fine. I elbow bump, fist bump, foot bump, whatever. Amen. Glory to God. Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them, notice, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now let me stop right there. What we do very often is we, we, we quote this scripture and we quote it the way we used to sing the song in the 70s when we would do our charismatic jig and sing. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your voice to God. Oh, I'm talented, aren't I? Pray. Some of y'all remember that. Ladies, I know y'all remember it. Right? That's not... What Scripture says. 
it doesn't say here, put on the garment of praise because of the spirit of heaviness. It says, I have been given a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now, people say, well, that's just the definition of terms. No, it's not. Isaiah is prophesying what Jesus is going to say. He's, he's saying the words of the Messiah. This, this is not Isaiah. He's saying this by the Spirit of God. Amen. Then, notice, in Luke 4.21, after Jesus had quoted the same thing, if you look at Luke 4.21, notice what it says. Jesus said, This day is this Scripture fulfilled in your ears. What? Fulfilled? So what does that mean? I have beauty for ashes. I have dancing for mourning. I have the oil of joy for gladness. I have the garment of praise because of the spirit of heaviness. When did I get it? When I got born again. It's not so much i got to put it on, I've got to activate it. There's a frequency there. There's a frequency there. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. That, that would be like you coming up to me and saying, Pastor, put your jacket on. I got it on. Oh, come on, Pastor, put your, put your jacket on. I, I got it on. No, put it on. I got, I got it on. Right? And so, for years, we've had people looking around for their garment of praise. I was given that garment of praise when I was born again. It has to be activated. How do I activate it? It's voice activated. When I begin to praise God, what's already on me begins to go into operation. I've already got the oil of joy. Notice what he says. He says, to appoint them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. So in other words, what, what, what looked like it was all burnt down and destroyed, I, when I got born again, was given something beautiful for it. <sighs> Amen. And then he said, the oil of joy for mourning. Before you were born again, you had nothing to be joyful about. You had nothing to be praising God about. You, you didn't know God. You couldn't praise Him anyway. But when you got born again, Amen. You received the oil of joy. You received the same anointing that Jesus received. Because it says He was anointed with the oil of joy above all of His fellows. Woo! Isn't that good? It's there. It just has to be activated. Joy is not something you have to work up so much as it's something you just got to enter into. Because it's there. Oh, glory to God. The Amplified Bible says, the oil of joy instead of mourning. Here it is. The garment of expressive praise. 
instead of a heavy burden and failing spirit. So now, understand this. So that means people that say, well, you know, I'm not very expressive in my worship. Whoa. That's not the garment you were given. Now y'all were shouting real good just about one minute ago. So that means praise will be with an expression. A verbal expression, a physical expression, right? The garment of expressive praise, notice, instead of a heavy, burdened, and failing spirit. Expressive praise. Hallelujah. So some people get expressive and dance. Some people get expressive and run. Some people get expressive and, and, and shout or verbally yell or whatever the case may be. But it's expressive. Why? Because it's been given to me to show. The Bible says, and I won't take time to go there, in the book of Philippians, and you'll remember where Philippians was written from, right? Prison. The worst prison in the Roman system. It was under the ground. And Paul spent many of his days waist deep in sewage. When he wrote the book of Philippians. And he said, where your adversary is concerned, in nothing being terrified which to them is an evident token of their destruction. Well, how do do you quit? Listen, no matter what you may face, no matter what you may be dealing with, how do you show your enemy? I'm not worried. I'm not afraid. Expressive praise. Amen. Amen. And and, and here's what the the hearers of that Philippian letter heard. If he can be writing this from the worst prison in the Roman system, what am I able to do here where I'm at? Listen, no matter how many people you know, you know somebody that's facing something worse than you may be facing or has faced something worse than you're facing or will face something. And when you find that person and they're full of joy and they're full of praise and they're full of adoration and they're full of thanksgiving, it is evidence, number one, to the devil that he has nothing over them or in them and it's evidence to you that you can do it too. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm full of the joy of the Lord. You might have to turn around and find one, but turn around and tell him, I'm full of the joy of the Lord. Woo! Glory be to God. Anointed with joy and participating in expressive praise. Amen. Anointed with joy and participating in expressive praise. So that might mean dancing in the kitchen, shouting in the bathroom, glorifying God in the, in the, in the laundry room. Amen. Speaking in tongues while you're mowing the yard. Whatever it is, I'm expressing my praise. Why? Because I've received the garment. 
I've got oil of joy for sadness. Amen. Sadness can't stay around. It just slips right off of me because I'm anointed with joy. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, pastor, you're just putting on. No, I put on when I got saved. I put him on when I got saved and I haven't took him off. Oh, glory be to God. Amen. Some people miss God because they put him off. Don't ever put him on. It says put on Christ. And when you put on Christ, you put on everything that Christ has. And it's not a coincidence that it doesn't say put on Jesus. It says put on Christ. Put on the anointed one. Put on the one that brought you the garment of praise and the oil of joy and beauty for ashes. Glory to God. Amen. Praise and joy are expressed through the sound coming out of our mouth. In whatever, in, in, in whatever arena. Words, conversation words, singing, shouting, speaking psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Isn't it interesting that Paul wrote the church of Thessalonica and he said, do not be drunk with wine where it is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to God, singing and making melody in your hearts to God, singing and making melody in your hearts to God. Amen. Don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself. Speaking to yourself. Speaking to yourself. In what? Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Amen. Amen. Well, I can't sing. That's why you're speaking to yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. But that, that, that's joyful. Amen. Do, do you see that? Amen. You know, the devil speaks in country songs. Well, I wish things were better. Right? God speaks in joyful tones. Everything is going to be all right. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? A lifestyle of joy and rejoicing is not affected by adverse circumstances. Look over here in the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk. And uh, I want you to see this because it's uh, very important. Right between Nahum and Zephaniah, And you need to know where to find him because when you get to heaven, he's going to ask you if you read his book. (laughs) Habakkuk. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17. And, and, I, and I want to read this to you from the Amplified Bible, if I could, for the sake of time. Though the fig tree does not blossom, and there is no fruit on the vines, though the product of the olive fails, and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the foal, and there is no cattle in the stalls. Now, it sounds like brother has a problem. 
Right? His fig tree isn't blossoming. There's no fruit on his vines. The olives are failing. The fields are not yielding. The flocks are cut off. And there's no cattle in the stalls. Who broke? Nothing going on. But notice, the rest of it, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the victorious God of my salvation. Oh my goodness. Do you see that? Amen. Do you see that? He goes on. Can you show me the rest of that? He, he, he goes on here and says something. Because uh, uh, he says, uh, The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, my invincible army. He makes my feet like deer's feet and makes me to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress up on my high places of trouble. Oh, do you see this? Suffering or responsibility. Amen. Hallelujah. He is my personal bravery and my invincible army. Notice the, the answer to all of these things. Rejoice and exult in the Lord. Rejoice and exult in the Lord. So important. Hallelujah. We rejoice because the Lord is our strength, our personal bravery, our invincible army. Oh, glory be to God. Do you see that? Now, there's nobody that I know that all of these things are going on. I don't know one person who's lost their job. Not one. I don't know. I've got a pretty big circle of acquaintances. Yeah, I don't know one person. Why? God's sustaining them. Amen. God will sustain us all. Now, one more verse. You got time? Not docking me from the offering, right? <laughs> First Peter 1. I've got a lot to say tonight. A lot to say about where we're going. A lot to say about what God's doing in our lives. Hallelujah. And uh, the deeper things will be seen. And the dark things will become clear. And wisdom and knowledge will flow like a river, cascading ever stronger into your spirit. As you keep the focus set upon what I said in my word concerning you, then you will begin inevitably to receive even more and more results of that word that you're storing up in your heart. For take heed and know that within the next six months that I have spoke to you about, there is a great turning that's coming into people's lives. Many will turn to the gospel. But I say that in that six months, that the next three months are coming in acceleration. 
And there's coming an acceleration of my plan and my purpose. And even though many voices, many naysayers, many negative voices, many voices that have caused bewilderment, many voices that have bewitched people and seduced them and intoxicated them with words of fear and words of death and words of destruction. Yea, yea, says the Lord, in the next three months, you shall see many of them cut off. And their voices will no longer be relevant. Their voices will no longer be relevant. And the Lord says one does not have to die for a voice to be cut off. They just have to quit being looked at as relevant. And you will see more lies exposed. And you will see more treachery exposed. And you will see more counterfeits come to be exposed. And even many sitting in this room will see it happen. And you'll say, I remember when the Lord said it. And I'm telling you, says the Lord, when you see that happen, it should serve as a sign to you that everything else I said is coming to pass. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 1 Peter 1. And verse 7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, in whom now though you see him not, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith even the salvation of your souls. The Amplified Bible says you believe in Him and exult and thrill with inexpressible and glorious, triumphant, heavenly joy. At the same time, you receive the result, the outcome, the consummation of your faith. Amen. Amen. I believe in Him and I exult and thrill with inexpressible and glorious, triumphant, heavenly joy. And He says, notice... I receive the end of my faith. Hallelujah. That's how you get there. You get to the receiving by the rejoicing. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What about it? What's the end of your circumstance? What would be the end? Now, 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 now think about that. What you're dealing with, what would be the end? Whatever it is. What, how do you get there? Rejoicing. 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 Amen? That's the consummation of the issue. Hallelujah. 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 This is why we got to be so cautious, because we got we got to minister to the world, we got to minister to the people, Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I believe God, because hear me, and I'll end with this. On the other side of this, whatever you call this, is a revival of the word of faith. 
And uh, because I'm telling you what I'm seeing more and more is people are finding that their little pity pat, twinkle toe religion isn't working. Amen. It's not working. And the Lord said something to me the other day, and I'm going to talk more about it tonight, but I'll tell you right now. Old faces are coming back. And when I say old faces, I mean there are people that have left churches that are coming back. And they're going to come back because they do not, did not find the answer that the enemy tried to, to move them to. Mark my words. You do whatever you want to do with it. They're coming back. And, and, and there's going to be people that come back that frustrated you. And you got to be ready. Why? Because they're part of those babies. If they weren't babies, they wouldn't ever left. I'm not just talking about my church. I mean every church. And there's going to be people that come back and and they're going to blame their absence on other things. Don't you judge them. Don't don't you do that. Amen. I've I've had pastors say, well, they're all waiting until people wait until they think it's safe. Well, yeah, and, and you're a pastor. You're a shepherd. Right? You, you don't just love the faith sheep, you love the scared sheep. Or the cautious sheep. Amen. Am I helping you today? That's all coming to the body of Christ. And when, it, when they start flowing back, and it gets to the place that there are no seats in the church, and there's standing room only, you remember, God said it. God said it. It's going to come to pass. There's people sitting in here on the sound of my voice. You're going to get phone calls from people and they're going to start it off like this. Well, what's going on at the church? And you're going to have a good report. And they're going to remember and they're going to want it and they're going to desire it. Because right now in churches all over America, there are people that have left and their marriages started failing and their lives started falling apart. And it wasn't because they left that person. It was because they left where God was putting things back together and putting their lives back together. And you watch, they're going to flood back. They're going to flood back. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you today. We praise you today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Rick, there is an exalt, there is an exalting that's coming to your family. And I'm telling you, man. I've met, I, I think I've met all your children, and, and I know your family, but I saw the hand of God going into your family, and God's raising it up to another level. And the presence of God is going to be even greater in your family, and the things that God's been telling your children and dealing with your children about in some areas, it's going to start happening, and God's going to start using them on a greater level, and they're going to be a greater, even greater blessing to you and your wife, and you're going to look over your family and say, look what God's done, and it's going to come this year. He's going to raise it up. He's going to raise it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. 
So Father, I just come against every demon spirit of fear. I come against every demon spirit of depression. Every demon spirit of anxiety. Father, over every person, people watching, people sitting here in the presence today. And Father, we declare the love of God. We declare the freedom of God. And we declare victory in every person's life under the sound of our voice in the name of Jesus. And we give you the praise and the glory for it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, stand up, everybody. Praise the Lord.